Welcome to the What To Do Next podcast, where we discuss strategies to find your purpose in life. This time, I had the pleasure of talking to Victoria Collins, the founder of Growing Urban. She reveals how she figured out what is important to her by listening to her stomach, mind and heart. I hope her story is going to plant the seed in you to figure out what to do next. Hey, Victoria, how's it going? Hello. I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm slightly nervous, actually, but I'm very excited. Slightly yeah. nervous about the podcast or in general? Uh, about the podcast. Like, I, I've done podcasts before and I like sharing stories of value, but I always feel a little bit of nerves. So um, uh, I'm going to try and use that energy to, to share with you today. I mean, you're, you're anyways, a very energetic person, right? If, <laughs> if, you, if I look kind of through your CV, there's like a billion things you've done in the past. Lots of like political involvement, lots of like um, uh, entrepreneurship, lots of uh, involvement in 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 businesses and actually what I find particularly fascinating is sort of your recent uh, project Growing mm. Urban where you uh, try to basically green our cities. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah sure so Growing Urban was actually started in first lockdown in 2020. I was working on another business which was Ling Up which kind of failed under COVID but also I realized that it wasn't really my heart wasn't in it. At the time I started, I was growing. I was working on something called the Artist's Way, which I want to share with you later. And I was starting to grow in the garden. But I realized actually that I like I'd lived in cities for the last 10 years. Like I grew, I grew up in the northeast of England, and uh, there we had space. And I'd like as a child was out in the garden. But in now I was living in cities, I was learning how to do that and how to grow things. And I looked around and there was no, there was no website offering, there was no product out there, which was really like, you live in a city, you're renting in a city, do you have like, you can't dig up your garden, you can't put a windowsill. And it just, it tied in with my bigger vision of wanting to um, like improve our urban spaces, improve lifestyle, improve well-being. And then I just went for it. And actually I started with just a hundred pounds, but it's taken off pretty well so last year we had several thousand customers and got out over a million seeds so um so right on That's time Wow. Yeah. Well, you 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 definitely use the time very productively. I know, like a lot of my friends, for example, they were very they were very depressed. They were not uh, feeling super great. You know, you you don't no longer have access to your loved ones and um, yeah, be able yeah. to share time with your friends. But it's also so fascinating to look at what people have been kind of doing during this time and have been kind of developing these projects where maybe beforehand they either didn't have the time for it or they didn't have the inspiration for it. Um, I, I guess specifically sort of, um, you know, the more time people spend at home, the more they want to beautify their their surrounding, right? And get a little bit of feeling of nature in there. So I think growing urban came at exactly the right amount of time. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I hope so. I, I think so. And and I think it I think it was part of a longer trend. And, you know, even inside me, it was something that was kind of there. But um, but it, te- it took this catalyst to bring it out in me and also like in everyone else. I mean, it's it's super cool. Actually, like you can basically um, order most kinds of like um, like food plants, but also like flowers. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the first thing was really breaking down the service and trying to work out, okay, like, 
if someone lives with a balcony, doesn't have much sunlight, trying to help them choose what to grow. And then, and then also kind of rechange how we talk about the seeds because I was reading other things or other explanations and they were just not very, they were not very exciting, they were boring and not necessarily easy to follow for someone who's not done it before. So I tried to like add a little bit of excitement about like how great these things are to grow, how easy they are and break that down. Um, but yeah, so I started with food in the lockdown, but I've expanded to add flowers as well. I think that's great. I mean, specifically like, so that's, that's- that's actually one of the reasons why I was so curious to have you on the podcast, because mm. personally, I really believe that taking care of, of plants mm. is something that really improves your quality of life, not just because it, it, it beautifies your surrounding and brings you closer to nature. But I think that's not the particular thing that I, what triggers an improvement in life. I think what triggers the improvement in life is that you see that slow, gradual, habitual changes in your lifestyle that kind of like you have to take care of this plant, you have to regularly water it, you have to, Mm -hmm. you have to like, you know, use fertilizer and so on. It it doesn't take much time, but you just have to do it on a consistent basis. And then something beautiful comes out of it and something, you know, in in the terms of like food, also something useful comes out of it. And you can see that you can actually make an improvement of life, which, you know, a lot of people, they kind of tend to forget and they kind of get into the space of like, I'm just basically being you being uh, driven externally by having a job and then the job mm-hmm. dictates their lifestyle rather than them kind of taking charge and making their own decisions to kind of build the life that they're living you know it's funny you say that because um so for for years I've used the phrase I'm just going to plant the seed mm-hmm. and like I was planting seeds like for years in the sense that you know with ideas with myself with friends and like realizing that if you you never plant it and you never start start with that it will it will not grow so you have to start somewhere so that makes me think that actually I'm onto the right business because I've been planting seeds in people's minds for years I'm very glad you said that also I'm very very happy that you used the phrase planting the seed because like the idea of this podcast is also to plant the seed in people's mind that there are methods that they can use to kind of figure out what kind of plant they would like to grow and how they yeah. would go about uh, growing this plant using the plant as, as, as a metaphor for life here. <laughs> and so like, I wanted to, to ask you what was the seed and how did you take care of the plant that is your life yourself? How did you yeah. grow this? Um, it's a, a, a kind of like, I guess my life journey, my story, what's brought me to this, is that what you're interested in? <sighs> Exactly. Yeah, I want to I want to get to sort of what I'm, I'm trying to always get to is sort of like when people are searching for direction in life. I see this particularly in sort of my, my friends and colleagues um, who are PhD students who, are, you know, um, um, getting out of education, trying to mm-hmm. join, you know, the, the, either the workforce or building something themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, they so many of them seem completely lost and they mm-hmm. don't really know. Um, they don't even seem to know how they would go about figuring out what they want to do in life. And that doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, starting a business or doing something grand or, or you know, massive. Just yeah. like the simple fact of like, I would like to be a teacher is already yeah. something that may not even enter into the conversation. And I feel like we're missing a little bit the methodology and the toolbox that people can use. And uh, when I look at someone like you, who, who's done so many different things and then um, manages to grow successful mm-hmm. businesses, I'm thinking like there must be, 
there must be some kind of truth in what she's doing because maybe you know him Simon Sinek um who oh, says, yes yeah yeah who says like people don't buy what you sell people buy why you sell it so there must yeah. be a strong why you're doing this so um like why am i doing this so if i look back and you know and i've thought about this a lot you know we we talked about this journey and and actually you know i've i've definitely always progressed and stuff but the last two years have actually been quite a struggle it's been the moment where I've really questioned myself which is why I was excited to share this but looking back I realized like there's been things there all along but I didn't necessarily realize until you start questioning it so I you know I grew up um, so I grew up in the northeast of England uh, as an only child but I was never lonely because I my mum had several shops so I was always on the shop floor with customers talking to staff like I kind of grew up in retail I knew that side of things but then the other side of, was watching my father drawing as an architect so kind of and he as well was someone who was really into the environment and nature and sustainability so since I was young there's been this idea of like I guess this like effervescent side of like meeting people knowing your customer doing that but then also this acute awareness of like urban spaces sustainability and stuff which has been there for a while then I was thinking like I realized for me like there are some things that are important for me that have probably come through and in the sense that like social environmental and economic justice or what I would call it now but when I was younger it was like oh this isn't fair you know like I didn't call it social justice when I was younger but I always had this sense of fairness um and then and then also when so I had a pretty good upbringing but when we were when I was a teenager my parents went through financial difficulties so that was like another lesson of realizing the or the impact of not having financial security so it's like another lesson that I'm kind of bringing to the table I then go off to uni I study history even though I was adamant I wanted to study law but I was like I'm going to study history first and then go to law but then I graduated in the economic crisis or the financial crisis mm -hmm. um so that shaped my like next step which was actually I realized that I thought law and stuff was important but actually economics seems to be pretty impactful I want to look at this like again coming back to like how it impacts people's lives etc and then so that's when I went off to the European Parliament loved it like learned so much met great people then I did a master's in economic policy loved that met great people and then so but I guess again like coming back to keep questioning what was interesting important for me and you know my parents both ran businesses I knew how hard it was it is and it, it was but I still wanted to to do that so there's still a business side of me and that you know so I went into consulting then eventually I started my own startup which was LingUp which was this language learning platform and um, but then that leads to COVID and actually in 2019 was like pre-COVID there was also Brexit going on so I'm a UK citizen who is deeply European as well so actually my two worlds started colliding again as in I, there was my business side and like this kind of political social side and then so 2020 with the pandemic has been this time of me really questioning and working out how to bring all that together and actually I think that's what brought me to like the that growing up and kind of came from these like you know this catalyst of things but actually it's me slowly bringing together all these different dots in my life and starting to make a meaning of of what I'm doing and I feel a lot more centered on that and before I kind of felt like maybe I was split or not sure you know different things but I'm slowly 
feeling like there's a general path um, and that so brings us to today I guess. So that's actually very fascinating because I feel I feel like specifically this pandemic as you were mentioning that kind of like made you face sort of um, a I don't wanna I don't wanna go too harsh but okay. like sort yeah. of in the, in the words of, of Nietzsche's of Nietzsche made you stare into the abyss right mm, and, uh, mm-hmm. the abyss stared yeah. back into you however that's what I also find quite fascinating because out of this sort of nightmare, I'm mm-hmm. exaggerating probably, but like out of this nightmare, you actually manage to manifest something that actually mm-hmm. sort of is net positive for the world, right? You're, you're growing a business, but you're literally growing plants mm-hmm. in people's backyards and mm-hmm. improving the quality of life in the, in the meanwhile. And I think this is something that a lot of people during the pandemic have, have noticed. I, I certainly noticed this myself and um, with a lot of my friends mm. that this period of time where you were separated from your normal life mm. made you maybe rea- made you maybe reflect more on the path you have taken so far and where this might go in the future. It's kind of like a break. It was kind of a breaking point, I think, for a lot of people to uh, take a moment to breathe and to to think about their life, even if that may may not have always been very pleasant. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, like I, I just talked with a friend of mine who who started a a research um, a, a research assistant job um, studying the psychological effects on of the pandemic which mm. apparently have been have been massive on Fascinating. People. yeah but um, what I wanted to to focus on is, is sort of like given your life story the thing that you're always kind of mentioning here mm. is that you're you're kind of looking around your um, around your surrounding and how mm-hmm. it shaped you um, mm. but I would be curious if, if this was a thought process that happened while you were doing going through these steps or if, is this like hindsight 2020 like you know you're you're looking back in your life it's like ah oh, this is why this is why i chose these things like were you guiding yourself or were mm. you being guided mm. so it's i would say it kind of started in 2019 this journey for me and for me it's definitely um it's definitely guided but the thing is is that like actually during that guided time it's helped me realize like you know the foundations and where these things come from and what builds me and um so I so in 2019 I was working on Ling Up Brexit was happening I was also in a long distance relationship but all that meant that actually like I felt very split I was like, you know, I was running between countries. I was uh, working on a business, trying to get like an app developed, but then also trying to like stop Brexit, which is really hard. <laughs> we failed, unfortunately. But, you know, like there was this, you know, this fever of things going on. And and then so like, and the thing was as well, like I, you know, I had so many people there, but I started to f- realized I wasn't doing that well like something wasn't great mm-hmm. so you know I, I kind of lost my energy I stopped connecting with friends and people as much as I'd like to and and so I, I realized I needed to reach out and and so um the first thing I did was like start looking out for like entrepreneur communities you know the, that core thing and so I 
I kind of reached out with different people, different communities, then managed to get into this community in London, which is called the New Entrepreneur Foundation. They have this fast track program. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, like, you know, there's this uh, great group of entrepreneurs who are working, but I also got a coach. So I got an executive coach um, who was called, who's Elise. She's still, she's amazing. I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, that was like that first journey. And then um, for me, I was like a catalyst is really, so actually in the end of 2019, I stood in the general election in the UK to become a parliament, uh, an MP in parliament. But um, I knew I probably wasn't going to win. Obviously I secretly wished I was, but it was a very hard seat to win. But I remember like I had my first session with my coach that and um like during that time when I was kind of still trying to keep Ling up alive but actually focusing on the election and I cried I cried and I said to her like I feel split I feel lost like I need help um so that's like so then that's when I started this journey or like went deeper the journey I think was like throughout 2019 but 2020 was when it started really um and kind of brought things together so fascinating so Actually, like, I think that's, that's something that, that a lot of people experience that like first things have to get worse before you can take charge and, yeah. uh, and make them better. Because quite yeah. often, if you do not take charge, then you're not creating a place for you to stand, but you are given a place to stand yeah. and yeah. you might not enjoy that place where you're standing. Even, even if it's maybe, you know, the individual parts that you enjoy, maybe the whole point is not it's not working so well i was just talking yesterday with with a very uh, with a very interesting um entrepreneur and actually also mm-hmm. sandboxer uh daniela uh, sigal mm-hmm. um who was who was um who was uh, saying like yeah like the first thing you should kind of look at is you know how would you like to spend your time between mm-hmm. waking up and uh, and going to sleep uh, mm-hmm. in the evening and then I think that that was that was something I I, I didn't really think about ever mm-hmm. before in my life because mm. for me it was always sort of about the larger mission. But it's true, mm-hmm. like actually all we have is the time between waking up and going <laughs> yeah. to bed, yeah, and yeah. everything else is kind of like a, you know an idea. So I think that's that's a very good point. But um, another point uh, I, I wanted to get uh, to get back to. In 2019, yeah, you were um, you were kind of going through this process, and you were reaching out to people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, that's something that I've heard now a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So that's that seems to be sort of a common thread among mm-hmm. uh, people mm-hmm. that like you need to kind of look outwards to be able yeah. to look inward. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I think that's very important that that. Um, you realize that you have to do that. There's uh, you you cannot build your life in theory. Like mm-hmm. you need you need to get opinions. You need to get experiences, and then um, and then you can make up your mind what you want. And I think it's actually very cool what you mentioned that like you got a coach, like you got someone where you know that you can rely on, that you trust, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you say like I want to ping ideas off yeah. you, and I want to get your 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 um, experience on this. Could you maybe guide me a bit through like what you're talking with this coach about? Like, how does this work? Are you being guided by this coach or are you taking charge? And then it's just a, a reflective device. Yeah, sure. Um, and, I, and I just want to say as well, you know, what you said about like the, you have to reach out to look in. I 
absolutely fundamentally agree with that and and the thing is is that I sometimes say like I'm not me I'm kind of like a thousand pieces of different mm-hmm. people I've met mm-hmm. and and some of those as well as like you realize like what you don't want to do or what you don't want to be or what you can't do or what you can do so it's so important not only to kind of ask yourself but to learn from others in different ways so I just love that I wanted to to say like yes can you go through this like working with a coach thing yeah absolutely so um with my coach what I do is so Elise she is amazing um I will arrive with a specific question or a specific problem and then she will help me go through that I would you know if you can if you can go for a coach go for it I really really see the benefits of it if you can't afford one at the moment what you can at least do is is be with a friend and but have a friend who's willing to kind of listen because actually and and my coach talks like this it's very powerful like having someone listen to you because of course you can talk to yourself but actually talking to someone about it like another human being is very powerful so what I'll do is I'll arrive with a specific question and then she'll help me go through that so she'll give me options of how we can work through an issue and and there's been like I guess um two fascinating things for me that have come out of my sessions with her so I've been seeing her for I guess just about a year now first thing is when I when we first started I was a bit lost we kind of went through values and you're like what's your values and principles and I I I believed in it but on one side I was like is this not just like a marketing thing that people do you know like companies do but I'm I'm gonna go with this I'm gonna do it anyway but actually like having that and really thinking deeply about your values I have found very helpful because every so often I like feel like okay I'm a bit off something's not right so I kind of think okay what actually is important to me like if 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 I was born 500 years ago and the context changes or like in COVID like when the context completely changes and you have to reanalyze having something which is almost timeless is actually very powerful so that's the first thing um and then the second thing that um Elise has done she's really helped me kind of help me listen to my body Mm-hmm. um so sometimes what we do is like we've, we've had a few times when I'll say something like you know I'm afraid of failure and, and I'm not sh- and I feel this is holding me back and she'll go okay well if you can think back to a specific time of when you felt like that failure and then we'll just lean into it and listen to it and see what it has to say so we'll do these exercises and I'll kind of feel something deep in my stomach and I'll talk through how I how it made me feel why that is and it's really helped me develop things but my last session was also one where I said to her I said I you know I feel like in my public professional voice I'm not me I feel like I'm not being authentic like I want to I want to work through this um and then she gave me this exercise she was like okay what we can do is we can come up with a specific question a specific question of like how can I be my more authentic self or something like that and we can ask your stomach your heart and your head and I was like, okay, let's do this. And again, I'm like, I, I don't think this is going to be, I don't really see how this is going to make a big difference, but I just go with it, right? And I'm learning to trust the process. And it was fascinating. So I, you know, I start listening to my stomach and my stomach brings up all these things of what I might be embarrassed about, what I'm fear about, like a fear of feeling like a fraud, a fear of being failure, not being good enough, like all these things through there. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's part of me. Then I asked my mind and my, my 
mind is like saying, okay, well, you know, what you want, what about the value and how you can help people, you know, kind of more rational thing. And then I ask my heart and my heart is like, um, well, you know, what about community? How can you build up other people? How can you do that? And then, and then she's like, okay, and what does your whole body say? And it's like, well, actually, how can you be more you and bring your banter and stuff like this? And so she taught me that actually your body can tell you diff like different things. And also your body can kind of almost lie to you and that you've, you feel like, you know, with failure, I had this feeling of like, it was, I didn't like the feeling, but by leaning into it, I, I learned to kind of listen to it and not let it control me. Um, so that's kind of what I've done as well as other, like, you know, maybe more practical exercises, but that's what I've really loved doing with my coach. Did she explain a little bit sort of what the three things like your, your stomach, your, your heart and your mind reflect? I'm guessing like your heart is kind of your mind kind of reflecting your analytical side, your mm -hmm. stomach, quite literally your gut feeling. So your mm -hmm. impulsive side, mm -hmm. and then your heart, sort of your, your emotional life, and then trying to unite these things about the the thing that's kind of troubling you which is kind of this this issue of this authenticity right but she didn't but that's what i find fascinating she never really like she doesn't she lets me be a blank canvas and find it myself she didn't tell me like this, your mind will tell you this and whatever that's what my those different parts of my body told me mm -hmm. and um that's what i find fascinating mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i think in a in a way she is kind of a reflective device for you mm -hmm. in such that she will trigger conversations that you might try to avoid subconsciously like mm -hmm. uh, something that you you feel like you need to address otherwise it wouldn't come up but then when you are trying to address it you may be pushing it away because that's mm -hmm. something that's maybe hurtful And then she's the one that kind of digs and is like, how about we do this little exercise over <laughs> here, right? Yeah. And we just go with it. And okay, so that's that's a very, very useful thing. I've heard this also similarly, not with a coach, but I've heard this with psychotherapy, where some of the people that I talked to during this podcast, they said like one of the most helpful things that mm. they did was, psycho, uh, was psychotherapy mm. to kind of A, work through issues that they may have that they, mm -hmm. they may be kind of trying to um, you know rationalize and say mm -hmm. that this is this is not something that's that's problematic in their life and on the other hand to just simply have someone to to guide them through their own thought processes um are you also a very reflective person in uh, when you're not working with a coach uh I, yes and I, i've i have always been in the sense that I can sometimes be a thinker and although I do like I'm probably more of a doer but I do like thinking but that that's the other side of, of the journey I think in the last year um is that I also started something called the artist's way have you heard about this never I'm very curious yeah so um the name so it's this woman called Julia 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 Cameron and she um has come out it's like a, a guy a 12-week kind of project where you work through different um different exercises and it's called the artist's way but actually it's it's not just for artists or creatives it's really something that is powerful for anyone because it's really thinking about it's helping you she talked about this like inner child but it's helping you kind of relearn about yourself get past your filters and and and, and i guess 
it's like and listen to your inner child in the way you do things even if it's like you know with your experiments or or with um or how you lead your uh, life and or relationships so it's very powerful for anyone and and you know coming back to 2019 in the sense that I realized I need help and opening up I wasn't looking to do the artist's way and I'd only kind of just heard of it but because I was at this stage where I was like okay opening up I need help um a friend of mine actually someone I know through this uh, network with um a new entrepreneur foundation and and actually she's also with sandbox which is another organization I think you mentioned but she created this group called uh on the artist's way she'd done it before and so this is Georgie Georgie Nightingale and she created this artist group and she was bringing together people who wanted to do it and it just felt right you know you you get to this point where you're like opening up you realize you want to do things I was like yes this is for me what we did was we had about like 10 people together and we went through this exercise some people do it alone but we did it together the artist's way has three main parts to it the first one is like morning pages so you write um, and do a journal every morning and what really changed me is like in the past I kind of thought I guess I saw a journal as like a diary where you'd write down what you would do and think about things but it really helped me shift and think actually this is like whatever is on your mind get it out and, and work through it so that was that the, those morning pages the second thing is you do something called artist dates so you allow yourself or you kind of you make yourself make time for yourself so that the things that you should do alone but you try something new so whether it's like a singing lesson whether it's drawing but for me as well that's what actually I started growing stuff I started planting because I was like until now I hadn't given myself the permission to spend time on it because you know I was focusing on business I was focusing on other things but it was like no you you need to like book this for yourself and start doing it and then the third thing is there's a series of exercises you do over the 12 weeks where you dig you dig down onto kind of your past what you're like learning about yourself so that that was something else I did um and and that that has really helped me bring a method to to what was as you because the question was am I someone who's reflective I've always been but actually those morning pages and writing that like I have not stopped since mm. and um you know like and this is like I think book uh five or six that I've got through since last year um and 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 learning the power of like taking what's in your head and writing it on a page with just a pen and paper has been has really helped me consolidate and and actually take action on what was potentially just a thinking process before, but now it helps me move faster on it. Yeah, so this is something that that I, I completely agree with. Like, um, I think journaling is something is a very very powerful tool because yeah, one thing that I've learned a lot through talking with with people who are more into sort of behavioral psychology, mm-hmm. um, and, and and one thing that they they always tell me is like, you are what you say. Like you think mm-hmm. you say what you are, but actually it's 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 vice versa. Like you are what you say. Yeah. You have a thought process, and yeah. once you verbalize it, once you make the decision to uh-huh. to actually bring it out, then yeah. that becomes the narrative of your life. And mm-hmm. then you refer back to what you have said in the past. And journaling is almost like telling you something, like you're verbalizing your thoughts, and you decide what you're writing down there. What I'm a bit curious about is kind of like uh, step two and step three. Like step mm-hmm. two is like you just kind of book time uh, for yourself. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. and then you do what what you want in that time or is that something specific you have to do no do what you want and um the yeah and that's uh the like we had in the group we had some people uh like someone did some art like coding art you know like digital Mm -hmm. art uh some people took singing lessons some people mm, you know like painted some people wrote poetry I did gardening um or you know just going for a walk but it's I think that it's um you know going back to this idea of like you know we said about how you learn through other people but also experiences right so Mm -hmm. if you don't try new things and you don't experience new things you can't learn from them so it's allowing yourself permission to kind of break out of what you usually do to see what you can learn from it right okay well that that that's fascinating it's it's again this kind of reaching out right maybe not necessarily reaching out to other people but reaching Mm -hmm. out to different experiences Mm -hmm. and in fact in your case I guess like you were doing the gardening that eventually led to growing urban yeah there you go like you have, <laughs> exactly. you have quite literally yeah. reached out to a new, new to, yeah. to a thing that was with you but to a thing that you may not have gone for a type of like business venture otherwise right yeah and um and actually so with growing urban it was like through the artist dates but it was also through the morning pages mm-hmm. so I I were like you know we were going through COVID at the time so I was thinking about a lot of things and one thing that came through was like what do people need during this time I had this burning question of like things are going to change fundamentally like mm-hmm. how what do people need and one thing that came up was like you know people need food and comfort And like, and that's what gardening can give. So it's like, there's something here. So it was really born out of testing from, you know, the artist date and then also, and then from the morning pages. But something I've been thinking about and and kind of reflected over the last week, I guess, is like, I feel like my journey and something which helps people move forward is that there's like kind of three main steps Mm-hmm. one is that like know who you are mm-hmm. so and, and for me that's like a kind of timeless piece it's not about like I am you know it's not about your LinkedIn title it's not about that it's like who are you like if you were born 500 years ago if you were and if you live for the next 500 years if you went through a major change like COVID and your life turned upside down who are you and who who is that so that's like your values that's your um, like principles and, and like that, you know, working through that with my coach, I guess, has been like, as I said, the values, things like that, or learning from other people. There's also another concept I looked at recently, which was like in Dharma, you're like archetype Dharma. So mm-hmm. in the Buddhist world, there's like you have, and I'm not an expert, but I'm looking at it, like you have different types of like I guess roles and so you're like potentially like a teacher or a leader or an entrepreneur so that you know there are different ways whatever it is there are different frameworks out there to help you think about it and I've probably used all of them in a way which helps shape so it's like who are you then there's another thing we haven't talked about which I've also done which is like how do I work so um that bit you know I went through you know for years I've done that years ago I've done the Myers-Briggs 
like you know mm -hmm. a matrix yeah. of like you know. so mm -hmm. that like i'm sure probably everyone has done it but still fundamental to know how you work mm -hmm. someone also told me about like colby k-o-l-b-e and this one is like it's like how you do things so uh i think it's like are you a fact finder are you a quick starter um, do you finish things? So, you know, things like that help, help me realize like my strengths and weaknesses. So kind of like personality assessments in a way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then also what I've done uh, is like, I've also reached out to other people. So I've actually asked them like, what do I do? Like, you know, have you know, heard of a 360, like a 360 review? No. Um, so often, like it, it's been a kind of trend in, in big organizations um, mm -hmm. where instead of just getting feedback from your manager, you also get like a 360 degree feedback. Mm -hmm. So from your peers or people you manage um, mm -hmm. so that you can kind of have a holistic view. But actually, you can also do it for yourself. So you can ask your friends, like, right. um, you know, when did you see me shine? When do you think I was at my best? What do you think my strengths and weaknesses are? Or, you know, and so I've done that as well. So it's like, how do I work? And then the final thing is then the context. And that's where like, I think you kind of bring those things together as in like, who am I? what do you know how do I work and then that that will fit into the context of the time and if we've learned anything in the last year it's that that context can shift dramatically mm -hmm. so and I think if you kind of know who you are regardless of your context it will help right. you adapt and choose you know so that like no matter what what you have on your social media or your LinkedIn or your job title your CV you still feel like you're you throughout mm -hmm. and and I guess like that's what and, and kind of bringing it back to the artist's way and, 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 and this journey I've been on, it made me realize that, yes, this looks fundamentally different, but actually for me, I realized this is still me. Like mm -hmm. it still has the same principles of helping others, trying to be sustainable. And actually it feels more me because I'm bringing in different elements and that kind of help the artist's way helped me explore that, but everything else has helped to feed into that. Yeah, so that's 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 something that I fundamentally deeply believe in. One of my favorite quotes is happiness is fleeting and mm. suffering requires sustaining meaning. Um, and your meaning oh, is essentially that. is essentially your, you know, as you define your values, right? This is yeah. this is what gives myself worth and this is what gives yeah. myself an identity. And regardless of the circumstances that yeah. I'm, I'm experiencing no matter how miserable they are or even how joyful they are this is yeah, me yeah. and this this is actually what makes me continue as you kind of said it's, it's valuable for people to become clear for this even maybe write that down right mm -hmm. like make yeah. it part of your journaling even like you know this is me this is what I believe in and I think it's really good that you mentioned like also ask other people because these psychological assessments I'm a big believer in, in those by the way I think mm. it's very good to be to be very clear about who you are mm -hmm. so that you know what do I want to do and what's kind of the life that I want to manifest because a very clever idea to also ask people who you are because you know figuring out who you are given that you are the subject and the object like you're the researcher and the object that is to be researched yeah. Yeah. that that is not easy. I mean, that's the, the same idea as physicists looking into the universe and going, <laughs> well, it's like this, but actually, you know, you're part of the universe. So um, maybe everything is a slightly more complicated than you think. And um, so getting the other opinion and having people that are distinct from you 
uh, tell you who you are. That that might be a very valuable thing. So you would say kind of like you have this kind of three-step process. Like mm -hmm. on the one hand, reflecting upon mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, being very clear on your on your values and on your on your meaning mm -hmm. in life. Mm -hmm. And then the third step, what is that? The third step, I think, is like actually, I'd add I'd add two more steps. So okay. mm -hmm. so there's kind of like reflecting, asking questions, going deep great mm -hmm. second thing is like what are your values but it's like actually it's more who am i so what are my values what do i stand for who am i mm -hmm. what are my values the third thing is like how how do i do things how do i work mm -hmm. um uh, and then the fourth thing is like how does that then fit in the current context mm -hmm. um of what's going on and then i guess And then the next step, I don't like, I usually like three steps things, but if we're going to, you know, if I want to be real about this, the fifth step is then how do I implement that? So, and how do I implement and measure that? So I look at like daily habits, you know, how can I, what am I, and, and getting feedback. So then it goes back to the first loop, actually. I'm kind of setting up then a process to then think, okay, mm. is this working? Am I still happy? Am I, am I, um, am I still feeling like me or not so it's a, then 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 we're back in the process I think that's a good loop <laughs> but that, that could work not I mean that could be like a daily a daily strategy to implement like mm -hmm. you start in the morning with reflecting upon yeah. your past day and planning ahead the day ahead of you mm -hmm. given how you identify yourself in in, in in step two right then saying like you know I keep forgetting the third step. It's like, how do you work, right? How do you work? Yeah, exactly. And then given, like, given in in step two, who you are, and in yeah. step three, yeah. um, how can you implement that in, in, in a work environment? And then actually making, making this happen, right? Mm -hmm. um, can you remember what step four was? <laughs> Context. 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 Ah, so okay, so then in a way you're going from sort of a metaphysical idea yeah. Yeah. of who you are and how do you work yeah. to the actual real world implementation. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Having the projection from the heavens to the earth. Now exactly. you're on earth. Now you're on earth. You yeah. can actually implement it. And then yeah. you actually implement it in your habits. You're trying yeah. to you're trying to form habits or you're yeah. trying to continue habits or mm -hmm. you're trying to break habits. Mm -hmm. And then going through the routine, going to sleep, and then doing it all over the next day again. It's essentially like, it's kind of like, yeah. you call this kind of a gradient descent. Like you're looking into the direction of the maxima or minima, depending on how you define uh -huh. it. And then yeah. you're going down it. And then if it if it no longer fits, you readjust and you go oh, down. Yeah. And then you readjust and you go down. <laughs> um, so you're kind of doing the same, just on a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, you put it in better words than I could. All I do is I, I, I listen to you and I, I, I try to reflect on what I do myself. But that is that is so focused. That is so 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 incredibly fascinating uh, to think about this kind of like because one of the things that I always thought about my life was that especially in earlier years, I was mm. employing what I used to call the Tarzan strategy of like kind of just swinging from I hope I'm pronouncing mm. this right in English from liam to liam in mm. the jungle. Uh, and kind of like figuring out in what rough direction I'm going and then seeing the opportunities as Leon's that I can grab mm -hmm. and then swing <laughs> to the next uh, tree. However, I, I like, I always thought that this was useful, this kind of strategy, because this way I had a lot of experiences. Mm -hmm. In a way, 
I would almost say that what you're describing is a refined method of this, that you are, you are in a way creating your opportunities and you're going from long-term opportunities, which is maybe a job offer or something mm -hmm, like this, mm -hmm. to actually the opportunity to realign yourself every single morning in the jungle of infinite opportunities that is essentially our life. And then doing these very small incremental steps that is kind of your, your, your habits to actually the very next day do almost microscopic adjustments to this to find the, the correct direction that you want to go to. That's, uh, that's absolutely fascinating. But I guess you have to already develop, well, I guess you can always implement it, but sort of the, the grid size by which you, you make changes depends very much on your capacity to be actually reflective and realize where do you want to go. And I guess that really ties very well in with sort of your work with a coach that uh, enables you to clearly define who you are and and uh, and what you want to do so that's that's absolutely fascinating in fact like if i can ask like given that you're always kind of rearranging um your your gradient and uh, the direction in which in which you're going going from growing urban which mm. direction would you take next are you going to follow that gradient till the mm -hmm. end or are you mm -hmm. going to make a kind of adjustment to it yeah and but something is uh, i just wanted to bring up because i've been thinking about it as you've been talking mm -hmm. um there's like it's i really fundamentally think like yes your direction is important and now i have a direction um or i have you know i have a direction for now mm -hmm. um but i think it's um what is really powerful is kind of knowing, and I, I know we've said it before, but I want to reiterate, like knowing who you are. It's not necessarily like where you're going. It's like who you are and who you want to be. And, and when you slowly start tapping into that, it's so powerful because, and you talk about like, you know, choosing opportunities and things, but I've realized that having, and, and, and it's a continuous journey, by the way, I am just at the beginning, I'm sure. And I hope until my dying day, I'm going to, um, uh, keep asking these questions you know it, it, it's always we're always adapting always changing so it's not like I found something now and that's it but I you know but but I'm tuning into myself a lot more because then actually yes I have a direction but by having knowing who I am it means that actually I'm open to opportunities in a way which is a lot more powerful because then actually I'm still looking and that's what I mean about the context I'm still looking for things that are coming up but by knowing who I am and kind of like the legacy or what I want to do it helps me say yes or no to to something in a way which is a lot more powerful rather than being like oh this sounds good does it is it the right thing like I start to know like this is for me or not so that's why I think it's that's what's really the power that drives you is is you right knowing you um and then another thing that I've found has really helped is you know with all these tests we've talked about you know like the as in the um how, who are your your personality tests your psychometric tests etc um by accepting what you can't do or what you're not as good at is just as powerful as leaning into your strengths. Mm -hmm. Because, and, and I think, you know, when I was younger, I kind of wanted to be all things to all people. And uh, by realizing that I'm not, it really helps you do better and be more you. 
So there's something to kind of, at least I, I went through that thing of being like, I, hang on, I, I thought I could do this. Like, uh, why are you telling me I'm not that kind of person? I'm not a detailed person. I'm like a big picture person. And I'm like, but actually, no, that if you're not, like, don't pretend. You, if you know your weakness, that's a good thing. Uh, you know, to that. Anyway, so. Um, but actually, so just, to, just, to, just to yeah. kind of like, uh, so actually, I find, this, I find this very fascinating because I think that ties very well to, no, I think that ties very well together with sort of this idea of projecting from the heaven to the earth in the sense of like you you try to formulate who you are and who you could be right like this is when I for example speak of the direction you're trying to go you can take that much more metaphysical and go like, this is kind of the idea that I want to be ultimately, even though I might never reach this idea. But this is the idea that I have in mind when I think of myself in its optimal state. And then I need to project that back onto earth and say, okay, well, actually I am here. I am in this labyrinth and I need to take actual path here. And there is, it seems like an infinite path, but actually there is a finite limit to the number of, of paths I can take. It's not as easy as in a labyrinth where there's maybe two or three possibilities at each moment, but there's still just, just in, in quotation marks, 100,000 different things I can do right now. So you're basically projecting it back onto earth and you're saying, well, I, I, I have this idea of where I want to be. And if I take a bird's view, of my labyrinth then i know i have to go into this direction so then when an opportunity presents itself you know this is to the best of my knowledge the right direction to go but i think then it's also important to say given that we are imperfect and we don't know where this labyrinth leads that sometimes we do need to get out of the direction we're taking right now because we realize it is not leading us to the ideal that we are striving for um yes absolutely I um and I, and I, I love that vision and, and I like that you you kind of keep bringing it back to like what I'm saying I'm like okay maybe what I'm saying does have sense like it's helped me and I hope it can help others everyone's got to find their own way and take value of this but I like that you're building it into this model and and, and you know and going back to your previous question which was like what what's my next step so actually you know, I started growing up and it absolutely felt right, but I still had a little bit of work to do to say, and then I talked about this, you know, political, societal kind of activist side um, as well. And, and I've kind of worked on how to bring that together. And I, and I, there was no specific moment. That's the thing. There was no specific moment, but I've done a lot of questioning, like we've talked about, kind of talked with friends and then realized that actually my you know in my context down back to earth in 2021 um and how things are going my mission right now is to look at how to reshape capitalism and and that like it feels so right the more i think about it because it, it brings back everything else i've done so there's the political side you know i looked at <clears throat> economic and financial policy i did that you know a master's in that and i and i'm really interested in the bigger picture of like inequality and how we can how can we shape society so that we can make sure that actually and, and and I believe in 
capitalist system but I don't believe in the current capitalist system it's it's broken for me there's like a consumerism there's an inequality there's something that's wrong especially like in the UK at least I don't think this is working and I think also there are other places where capitalism can be improved but then the other side you know I was like but there's also this down you know this more down-to-earth like gritty side that likes running a business and understanding that um <clears throat> and that's why I was like but I I want, you know, I believe that the future of business is going to be, you know, now right now we have, you have like social social enterprises or you have um, B Corps and things like this. But I fundamentally believe the future of business is something which is more sustainable throughout. Like businesses should be, you know, not necessarily have a specific social mission, but be doing good. And and they're getting there, but there's more to do. And, and then so for me, growing urban is also a way of, learning like how how to do that from the ground up how do I think about a business model that is sustainable how do I think about my whole supply chain that is good and then how do I also like work with communities so I've like with growing up and I'm trying to work with community gardens and try and help them and think about how I can bring that in all the while while also thinking about how to do and it's not easy you know you know balancing those things but then because I've kind of for me I've got a bigger picture which is okay I'm trying to think about how to reshape capitalism that helps keep me going because I know that there's something that I'm working towards and for me it feels so right because it brings in everything I've done so far we, we might you know we'll see maybe my morning pages next year will bring me something different but it feels it feels fundamentally right for who I am in the context of 2021 and I think for a while because for me this is not going to change overnight so it seems like a pretty good mission to stick to for a while how would you reshape capitalism both in a sort of idealistic way so what would this system be and how would you in practice do it yeah absolutely i mean uh, uh big question but I, i've got some ideas already so uh, and and you know you said about like reminding yourself daily all the things i've written about um, i have a, a pin board in front of me that i can see i've got my values up there i've got a a post-it in the middle which says care and capitalism and then around that I've got the projects that I'm working on and how that fits into that so from like from a big picture perspective um what I'm thinking about is like how do we make sure that um like reduce inequalities and support uh, I guess support people in need make sure that make sure that the people who need help are getting it but that there's real opportunities like we talk about how you know supposedly we live in 2021 where everyone can go to school and it's fine there are still thousands of children in the UK who are living in poverty there are still especially in COVID like I, I helped locally and that's the thing is like I'm also trying to think like local projects I'm doing which are on the ground like helping we help people neighbors who needed help during COVID-19 still need help you see people who cannot get food on the table so trying to help them um, get access to food and that's why I also want to help them grow their own food so that's a, a project that I, I want to work on with with people locally but then how do you make sure people get help so for example personally I really believe in UBI so universal basic income um, I think there's potentially some work you know, you'd have to then put in regulation to help manage rental prices or certain things in terms of inflation. But I really think that something like universal basic income will help with that. There's also then rethinking your tax policies um, rethinking your business policies and to see how we can make it more equal. And then also, I really believe that 
I personally believe that the state should help more, but it goes back to that whole thing of like not not giving people fish, but teaching them to fish. But then also realizing that sometimes people just need some money and cash because I've been in situations where I don't have that and anything else goes out the window. When you don't have financial security, everything else goes. So that's the big picture side. I guess that's me trying to sum it up in like two minutes. <laughs> um, but then, you know, on the other side, what I'm trying to do is like really... So I'm, I'm um, you know, working on growing urban, asking those questions. But then I'm also lucky enough to be a contributor for Forbes.com. And what I'm focusing on that is other companies with a positive social impact. And I'm going and I'm using Forbes as a great excuse to go around and speak to people and, and just like ask them the questions like, how have you overcome challenges? How do you make decisions in a business when you're balancing profit and people? Um, and so I, I know that's a framework I'm developing, but I, I'm working on that by just stealing ideas from other people and getting conversations going with other people. I think like that, you know, it's all about connecting. So I really want to look at then using the things I've learned through growing up and through talking to other people to see how I can come up with frameworks or, you know, to, or examples to help other businesses either create new sustainable businesses or adjust their business model. And yes, that has already started, but I really feel there's so much work to be done. I'm, I'm, I'm not worried that I'll be short of things to do. <laughs> that's, uh, that's super interesting. You're, you're again planting the seed uh, for, the, for the next thing to come. And I think it, it naturally grows out of, out of uh, growing urban. And um, I'm actually very curious to also see what comes out of uh, growing urban. I'm very curious yeah. to get some seeds myself. I, yes. I, I would love to grow some, some plants again. In my, I just recently moved and I had some tomatoes in my old flat oh, and now nice. I don't have anything any longer. So um, if, if you deliver to Switzerland, then I would very much enjoy uh, ordering, uh, ordering from you. Um, in case anybody wants to order some seeds, where yes. do they have to go to? Uh, so yeah, growingurban.com um, and more concretely as well with Growing Urban, like if anyone has any ideas of how to, um, like my next step with Growing Urban is really expanding on um, on the impact of greening uh, spaces. So right now it's like seeds and stuff, but I'm also really want to think about the next big thing as in what is going to really help green cities and bring nature back to cities. So anyone who has any ideas on that or wants to collaborate, please let me know. Um, and uh, and yeah, so growingurban.com. You can then find us on Growing Urban Now. That's on all kind of social media, focusing mainly on Instagram. So Twitter is a little bit quiet. But, you know, it's just in case that there's a big picture, there is kind of consulting concretely, there is also planting seeds growing urban, which I'm excited about, and also see how we can expand uh, on, on that. So, um, yes, check us out and let me know if you've got any big ideas or want to collaborate. Okay, check her out, everybody. Uh, Growing Urban. Uh, thanks so much, Victoria, for being here. It was an absolute pleasure talking to you. Well, thank you. Um, I, I hope to hear more about growing urban. I hope to hear more about reshaping our our uh, <laughs> our economic and governmental systems, and uh, hopefully seeing you as uh, as a, a both consultant and maybe MP. Uh, yeah, yeah, in, in fingers crossed. 
um yeah yes I'm, I'm excited too and, and, and I and I am so grateful that you've asked these questions to help me think a lot um about about kind of what I've done so far and how to keep moving forward you know it's always a continuous journey that those are perfect words to end on all right take care everybody <laughs> thanks <laughs>